Mark 1, 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with wild beasts and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Well, before getting into the gospel passage itself this morning, I want to first highlight a little bit of the context here. In terms of the story itself in the Gospel of Mark, just prior to this reading today, at the beginning of Mark's Gospel, we see John the Baptist out in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. John is out at the River Jordan attracting people, the Gospel says, from all over the Judean countryside. He's out there looking and sounding very prophet-like, and I imagine stirring up more than a little bit of trouble for the authorities. Why? Because as all those people waded into the waters of the Jordan, I have no doubt that their experience would have connected them with their own religious imagination. The experience would have tapped into their understanding of one of their foundational faith stories, the Exodus. John is in the desert symbolically submerging people into a profound awareness of their sacred story of liberation, a story of when the Israelites were freed from slavery and oppression of Pharaoh, driven into the desert and forced to traverse dangerous waters, ultimately arriving at a new land, a new identity, a new freedom, and a new way of life. Theologian and Anglican Bishop Tom Wright describes that describes this scene in the desert and the work of John the Baptist as essentially creating ticking time bombs out there. That is because the historical and sociopolitical context of this passage is Roman occupation, Roman oppression of the Jewish people. And one of the biggest threats to the power and privilege of empire is people becoming aware of and living into their own narratives of liberation. John is not just pouring water upon these folks, he is pouring the Exodus story upon them. He is marinating them in their own powerful narrative of freedom and infusing them through word and water with God's intentions, God's purposes, and God's desires. This is the dramatic and dangerous atmosphere that Jesus quietly walks into in our gospel passage this morning. There is no fanfare, there are no hoots and hollers, there is no celebration. Jesus simply appears unassumingly as one of the anonymous crowd. 
And this is no small point. Chad Myers in his book, Binding the Strongman, writes that the fact that Jesus comes from Nazareth of Galilee, it further intensifies the dislocation of this symbolic space. He goes on to explain that one would have to, one would have expected a hero of the story, of this story to be credentialed through miraculous origins or a, a solid genealogy, something that Matthew and Luke, they can't resist in their own gospels. But Mark, however, stresses Jesus's obscure origins. The fact that he comes from Nazareth, Meyer said, is tantamount to introducing him as Jesus from Nowheresville. Throughout Mark's gospel, there is a focus on Jesus's humble roots, an anonymous beginning, his marginality, yet he will be the one to take on the powers and principalities. He will be the one to heal and renew. He will be the one to proclaim and embody God's reign of justice and love. The fact that Jesus doesn't fit the stereotype of Messiah, it challenges our own imaginings about how God actually moves in the world, how God uh, acts in the world, and in, in and the world and through whom. Jesus's marginality invites us to look and look elsewhere for signs of what God is up to, to be attentive to the edges of society, to expect that God to act powerfully among and through the anonymous crowds in our own midst. That point is highlighted as Jesus rises from the water and sees the heavens torn apart and the Spirit of God descending upon him like a dove. Divine favor, contrary to the expectations of the day, descends on a person of doubtful social origins, on a person from nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, rather than in the center of religious and cultural life. For Mark's first audience, this most certainly would have brought to mind the ancient passage from Isaiah, Oh, that you would tear the heavens open and come down to make known your name to your enemies and to make the nations tremble at your presence, working unexpected miracles such as no one has ever heard before. Could this Nobody from Nazareth be the one that Isaiah is speaking of? Mark responds in his gospel with a resounding yes. Today, Jesus' baptism sets in motion again God's saving work in the world. This is God moving here in the desert, moving in a very compelling and unexpected way, not at the center of society where those in power, those who are privileged insist that God work and reside, but on the margins, on the periphery. Mark is challenging where and how people are looking for God. In her well-known book, Drawing with the Right Side of the Brain, Betty Edwards takes her readers through a series of drawing lessons that primarily help them perceive more clearly and fully what they are actually looking at and attempting to draw. The aim is to teach them how to actually see the object in front of them and draw the object that they are looking at rather than see and draw what they think the object should look like. 
For example, when a person just beginning in drawing tries to draw a, a chair, she says, that person knows too much about chairs in the left brain sense of things. Seats have to be big enough to hold the person. All four legs are usually the same length. Chairs sit on a flat surface and so forth. And this knowledge, this knowledge about chairs, it doesn't help. And in fact, it can greatly hinder trying to draw the actual chair. And the reason is that when we see the chair from different angles, the visual information may not conform to what we know about chairs. And so one of the exercises in the book to overcome this dilemma in learning how to see is learning and how to see uh, how learning how to see and draw negative space. And it, an unfortunate term she acknowledges because there's nothing actually negative or bad about that space. Rather the negative space is the real and the actual space that is around and in between the object that you are drawing. The space around the edge of the chair, the open spaces in the back of the chair, the space in between its legs. And in drawing the space around and in between the object, it forces us to really see the whole of what is before us, primarily because we don't have preconceived notions of what that negative space should look like. And as she wonderfully points out, if we can accurately see and accurately draw the negative space around and in between an object, then we have drawn the object itself. As we all find ourselves at the beginning of this season of transformation that we call Lent, I believe that we are being invited today by Mark's gospel and by Jesus's life and ministry to pay more attention to the negative spaces in our lives, in our relationships, in our society, to pay more attention to them as we look for God and signs of God's activity. We are invited to repent, as Jesus said, says, which doesn't mean to grovel. It doesn't mean to feel bad or to feel ashamed. It simply means to turn. Turn towards those negative spaces. Turn towards the unassuming, toward the unacknowledged, turn toward the unseen, the uncared for the anonymous, to search, explore, and immerse ourselves in these so-called negative spaces that we might see and understand more clearly in all its fullness who and what God is all about.